I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, January 19th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, I know it's hard to believe there's actually a Winter Olympics coming up, um, and there's a Winter Olympic story I want to share with you. Ready? Yep. I'm going to harken back to one of the best Olympic stories maybe in the history of the Olympics, and that is the Jamaican bobsled team has qualified for the upcoming Olympics too. Now, is this the first time they've qualified since the release of Cool Runnings? I think so. I mean, I'm not a You're huge... You're probably bob- right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge bobsled fan, but I do like the Jamaican bobsled story, and I'd like to see it repeat itself this time. It's still an incredible story, and it's even incredible that they're, they've qualified again. But you have to think that the Jamaican Olympic Committee, when they saw that movie come out and the success around it, they were like, oh, well, we really have to invest in this program. And, you know, here we are 20 years later, and they're finally making it back. You know, but I'm happy that they're getting there, and I will be cheering for them, but not cheering too hard. Because I hope, obviously, that our our Canadian bobsledders take home the gold. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. We could cheer for them, but I don't know how good they are, so we may not have to cheer that hard. Brett, by the way, Jay, we do actually have some Olympic content coming up, and so you know we may have uh, we may have some special Olympic content in the near future. It's just something to stay tuned for the Peak Pals. Oh, you've got me tickled my interest, Brett. Aside from the Jamaican bobsled team, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For the first story, temporary tattoos. For our second story, gamer heaven, and for our third story, worried about debt. For our first story, penmaker Bic has announced a deal to buy Toronto-based temporary tattoo startup Inkbox for $65 million US. Brett, before we get into this, do you have a tattoo? I don't know. Do you, Jay? I don't, but not yet. But if you did, what would you get? Well, this is very cliche. I'd probably get some like Chinese imagery to look like a warrior, maybe like a dragon or something. What would what would you get? Well, you know, I'm watching Succession, so I'm thinking about getting Kendall's initials tattooed on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I have I actually have a design picked out. It's a graphic of like all of the family members' birthdays all put together. So someday I will get that, but maybe I'll get an inkbox first. Very sentimental. Yeah, it is, and that's what inkbox is all about. Actually, founded in 2015, inkbox sells over 10,000 designs of semi-permanent tattoos that have the look and feel of permanent tattoos. They make its tattoos by extracting the dye from fruits of tropical trees known as, and I'm going to butcher this, Genipa Americana, which helps them sink into your skin farther than traditional stick-on tattoos. So basically they help curb the impulsive tattoos around the world. That means no more misspellings or no more accusations of cultural appropriation. That's exactly right, Brett, and no more regrets from your tattoos. And and now Inkbox just got bought by Bic, and that's right, they're the pen company, Bic's acquisition of Inkbox, is an extension of its consumer good lines, which includes lighters, razors, stencil kits, and markers for temporary tattoos. So these are like ink boxes, but markers, and but they only last a few days. Ink box lasts longer. Now, big CEO Gonzalez Bish said Inkbox will help the pen maker offer people a different medium for self-expression. Inkbox will lean on Bic to help fund product development and expansion into new markets to sustain their growth. And so, Jay, this is quite the alliance. You've got big pen. Uh, and big temporary tattoo coming together in a uh, in a Canadian transaction. What's the big picture behind all of this? That's like a match made in heaven. Tattoos have become more popular over the years. That's no surprise. 38% of Canadians have at least one tattoo. And I'm betting that like 37% of Canadians have at least two. At the same time, tattoo removal services make up $800 million of the worldwide $3 billion tattoo industry every year as a growing number of people regret their tattoos. Companies like Inkbox and now Bic are betting that those of us who are afraid of committing to a permanent tattoo or afraid of the pain are not going to be afraid of getting a semi-permanent ink from Inkbox.
For our second story, Microsoft has agreed to acquire game publisher Activision Blizzard, bringing together the two video game forces to create the world's third biggest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and PlayStation maker Sony. Jay, are you a gamer at all? Is this exciting to you? <laughs> it's exciting to me, but I'm not a gamer. I have been wordling, if that's a verb. I play wordscapes, and sometimes when I'm feeling punchy, a little free online poker. Right, so I'll take this one because back in the day, I was—I wouldn't—I don't want to brag, but I was a bit of a, a pro Halo 2 player. And so Microsoft paid $68.7 billion in all cash for Activision Blizzard. This makes it the tech giant's largest acquisition to date. And if you haven't heard of Activision Blizzard, you'll probably recognize some of their most popular games, which include Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Diablo, and World of Warcraft. Microsoft said it plans to offer as many Blizzard games as possibly can within their Xbox Game Pass, which is kind of like a Netflix for video games. But it's still unclear whether some of Blizzard's games will now be exclusively on Xbox as part of the deal. If that's the case, Microsoft will be in a better position to compete with Sony. And Jay, Microsoft does know a thing or two about gaming, right? They do indeed. And you might know Microsoft as the rich tech giant behind Office Tools and those loud team notifications, which really annoy me. But their gaming division is nothing to sneeze at, Brett. You know, I hate Teams, but I love Xbox. So I have a real conflicting relationship with them. Nearly 20 years ago, Microsoft introduced the Xbox. And while they've yet to make any money from the console itself, just a piece of hardware, this Game Pass service has been a huge revenue driver for them. Which is one reason why they've acquired Activision. Microsoft added about 7 million new subscribers to their Game Pass subscription service, up 39% from a year ago. After announcing its merger with Activision Blizzard, the number of Game Pass subscribers could go up even further, especially if Activision Blizzard's games become exclusive to Xbox. Now, Brett, from a business angle, why is this such a huge deal? So Microsoft made 9% of its total revenue from video games in 2021. The deal would increase Microsoft's revenue on the video game line item by nearly 50%. Of course, an increase in Microsoft's video game revenue really does hinge on whether or not this deal even gets through regulators, which is why they're projecting a longer than normal approval time well into 2023 before anything's finalized. For our last story, Canadians' confidence in their personal finances has dropped to a record low. Per the latest MNP Consumer Price Index, Brett, this might be personal, but how are you feeling about your personal finances? Well, Jay, I have a big announcement to make. I actually oh. sold for Peak Pals. I've sold my Sappy Seals NFT for nearly double what I bought it for, so I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. <laughs> so you now you can buy a pack of gum. Brett, you want to unpack uh, more for Peak Pals what's up with Canadians and their finances? So the MNP Consumer Price Index, this is a survey conducted by consulting firm MNP, it dropped to 88 points. Now, this is the lowest it's been since the quarterly survey was launched in 2017. Now, what that actually looks like is only 55% of Canadians think they can comfortably cover their living expenses in the next year, and 45% are worried about their current level of debt. Now, in terms of what's driving these concerns, there's unexpected expenses related to business closures, a reduction or loss in wages and COVID-related health concerns that have added to Canadians' household debt. Around a third of Canadians are finding it more difficult to pay down debts, and 16% said their debt situation was worse than it was one year ago. For some additional context, Canadians' financial confidence is usually stretched thin this time of year as a result of the overindulgence in Boxing Day deals and holiday spending. But the pandemic, rising inflation, and interest rate hikes are weighing on their ability to pay off debts on time. And if it's not already apparent, this is a pretty big deal for a lot of Canadians, right, Shane? 
It is. Even though Bank of Canada's Consumer Outlook Survey suggests that many Canadians expect to spend savings they accumulated during the pandemic, the MNP Consumer Price Index also signals that a sizable portion of the population is struggling to pay off debts, which is just not good, Brett. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, want to follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. And Brett, I just want to make a note that I am not driving on FaceTime while we were recording this podcast. I just want to make sure everybody in Ontario knows that you should absolutely, whatever you do, do not do that.